0: Uh, what movie did you see? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay.
1: Paul Rudd. You're a Ruddhead. I love Rudd. Rudd's just he- running it up in this film. You should... Yeah. Hey, I heard him talk about this movie on Marin recently. Eh? It's and pronounced Maroon. Marin 5. <laughs> um, it's just him, Hardwick, and... Oh, oh gosh. Louis C.K. Um... <laughs> Um, Was it good? I don't care. You did, yeah. You'd like it. It's Paul Rudd just being Paul Rudd everywhere. It's real good. I wish it was just Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd everywhere, and then none of the bloody CGI action shit.
0: How, well, it is. You would. I think you would actually be pleasantly tickled by that film because okay. it's not CGI action everywhere. Okay. But I don't anyhow. want it. I don't want it anywhere. But... Well, there's there's a little bit of stuff. Yeah, it's pleasantly. And it's uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, just pfeiffer it
1: I <laughs> thought were those hooks for you as well? Yeah. You
0: need to be way closer to the mic. Uh,
1: what yeah. else do I need to do? I need to clean just my room. Clean your room. I need to be better with my Sit money. Sit up straight. Yeah. You <laughs> okay. don't even
0: fucking listen to Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm though, here. to be fair, um, I saw a picture of Jordan Peterson's house today, and it looks like a fucking tip. So don't bother. Does it? Yeah, his house is a fucking. It's just yeah, it's a mess.
1: Because he's a genius.
0: Yeah, it's just got that genius of leaving shit in piles. <laughs> <laughs> how's um uh, how's life doing?
1: I'm actually gonna get another. I'm gonna get another tattoo of oh. a lobster. Oh um, oh maybe there or on my chest. Uh, what do you think?
0: I think just commit get it on your balls. <laughs> just get it right where it matters most.
1: can, can I please get this on my balls? <laughs> yeah, hi, I'd like to get a a, uh, a Jordan Peterson <laughs> tattoo, please. Oh, where would you like it on oh, my balls <laughs> on oh, my balls dude please <laughs> I'm ready just to go.
0: So it droops further and further with time,
1: with and with ink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ink's heavy, you know. Yeah, it fills up. Yeah, I bet you some fucker somewhere has had his balls t- tattooed.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. I kind of want to now that you've said it, because <laughs> you can hide everything there. Like, well, then what's the bloody point? Oh, I've got a tattoo. Where? It's a secret. Well, kind of. That's a thing. You would yeah, understand. Yeah, but Secret
0: Tattoo versus, like, even I couldn't see it. Like, okay, you get it done <laughs> on your balls. Well, that's the, you... well,
1: if you played your cards right, maybe you <laughs> could <think. laughs> I, I heard that
0: come out of my mouth, and I hope that you wouldn't go there. <laughs>
1: um, too bad.
0: But if you got it done there, you, would you have it done upside down so that, like, when you're looking at it, it's the right way up? Uh... Or is it, is it still, like, the right way up, like... The right way up normally, but you could you have to like take a photo to see it.
1: Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. That was something when I got my tattoo, I didn't actually think about because it was like details like that. It's like, oh, what, what, what position do you want this to be in? And it's like, well, who cares? But also. You know, like, which arm do you want it on? It's like, I have to live this with this thing for the rest of my life. I actually do care about those details now. Yeah. So you do have to give those thoughts. I don't know. I'd probably get it facing up because I stare at my balls a lot.
0: So you want, it, you want it upside down to an onlooker, but the right way up for you to look down at your balls.
1: Yeah, kind of like a visual um, anagram.
0: Okay. If you know I what I mean. I don't think
1: that word means what you think it does. Wait, what's the one where the... It's spelled palindrome. Palindrome.
0: Yeah, but also well, that doesn't make sense because if it was a visual palindrome, it wouldn't
1: matter which orientation you put it on. It Doesn't matter exactly. You pick. You pick... So it does make sense. I think that's one of the be- the cleverest things I've ever said. <laughs> so you to be want honest.
0: it? You want it to be positioned? You want a picture of a lobster that's that's mirror image? So it doesn't matter which way up you look at it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the. But word... It's not a
0: fucking lobster, is it?
1: Uh... It's just a lobster
0: with two heads. It's like a playing card.
1: Yeah, maybe it's like a uh, just like a um, uh, what's I want to say seismic, but it's not seismic. It's like Siamese lobster. Okay, yeah, you know, just with two heads. Probably not gonna survive that one.
0: Oh hey, uh, Michael, I couldn't help but notice you've got a Siamese lobster tattooed on your balls. Yeah, what's that about?
1: Uh, it's just uh, you know, it's about truth, right? Just, I'm just a big Peterson fan eh
0: right and where did that eh. where, where did that come up in in, uh, in Peterson's teachings
1: Do I don't know whether to answer this seriously or comedically
0: uh let's go for comedy let's just try and be funny you know let's let's aim for one joke this episode
1: what was the question <laughs>
0: Fuck it Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody This is a podcast It is 10.30pm uh, on a Sunday night And that, as we all know, is perfect podcast time That's bedtime Sitting through the internet with me today Michael's Michael Zabrecki, say hi Michael Hi Michael Perfectly done And my name is Nick, hi Nick, hi Do
1: you get uh, new headphones? I do Red
0: Got red ones
1: you know what? Era, I looked at them. And,
0: I looked at them in the uh, in the store, and I thought, "Which one's Michael going to make the least fun of?"
1: What'd you do with the old ones? Gave it to a, a bloody nemesis.
0: Still looking for that <laughs> one joke. This podcast, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll find it.
1: Oh uh, boy! Talking about power. Talking about. Give me a pee. Pee. Give me a O. O. Give me a W. W. <laughs> Give me an E, Nicholas. E, Nicholas. Nope. Give me an R. R. What does that spell? Power-y respect, Nicholas. It spells respect. R e s p e c t to me. I was having a think. Yes. About
0: power. Uh huh. And to be clear, not electrical.
1: Not necessarily, it could be anything, but... <laughs> Good, well, very well, wide-ranging wide topic. Well, why, is, why are those things called the same thing?
0: <laughs>
1: okay, uh, what's it why is there? A, why is there electrical power and social power? Why are they called power? They seem like they should... Because it's just force, right? See, electrical power is force.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what the etymology of those contexts are, but sure, yeah. I mean, electrical power is well, a movement of electrons, isn't it?
1: And and so, why is it called the same thing as like power in the sense that Donald Trump has power?
0: Because it makes things
1: happen. All right. So that's interesting in itself.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure where where this tangent's really going, um, but the idea of human power, as in the ability for a human to pick up a rock or push a, or a boulder or something, probably predates, uh, like it's it's back down to, um, like Neanderthal, which probably predates predates like the cultural sense of power,
1: right. I was thinking about the cultural sense of power and the fact that it's an invisible thing, and yet everyone knows that it's there. And I was thinking specifically about Donald Trump. And if you, the fact that he has power is weird because everyone's trying to please him in some sense, like the White House at the moment is blatantly everyone that's a spokesperson for him in any sense is blatantly trying to please him because he has power but power is not a non-existent thing in a way it's only inexistent in words and social hierarchy i thought i think that was interesting
0: well and power is i mean you're right that power is a intangible but at the same time it has very tangible consequences and and the power of someone to say something and get it done is really like reinforced, is, is typically reinforced by physical threats, or, or implicit or otherwise. Like the ability for the president to tell someone to do something and get it done is backed up by his ability to tell someone else to do something, which includes like the army will come and attack you or the police will come in and protect you or the Secret Service will do a thing or the Congress will do a thing. So, his spoken word power overrules obviously any physical ability that he would have to actually make Mm -hmm. something happen. Like, some people with power are also physically intimidating or powerful. Right. Like, I feel like I could beat Donald Trump in, like, an arm wrestle. So, if you actually Um. had to get him to, uh, like, if you ripped away his social status, his physical power, his ability to compel
1: someone to actually do something is pretty non-existent. And then, so, to extrapolate that what to what extent like how does money give someone power because money is power how well, does it's well, just it's this ability to do to make things happen like you like you said
0: it's it's just a transactional market it's like okay, so you need to get someone to do something for you right that's that's power really right right. Someone, I, I get someone else to do something that I want to happen.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's power over over someone. Yeah. Right.
0: So I force someone to do something they wouldn't want to do or against their will or even at a compromise. Sure, I mean, I don't want to spend my day, like, serving customers behind a till, but you give me money and thus I will, you know? So, it, it like, it doesn't even have to be huge, like world shattering stuff but the idea of having money is basically well most people value money because money gets some other things in life so if you have lots of money then you can spend it on other people
1: see money is the other one that i find it links in perfectly and i i find equally ridiculous as a philosophical concept Uh, especially cash money because it, I think I feel like even, even when I use cash money now, which is not that often, um, it I feel like I'm doing something already that is old, old fashioned or outdated. Like because it's just like why why if I see a fifty dollar note on the ground, and, and you know if anyone looks at that fifty dollar note, they're gonna think, oh. Rip, get that 50 dollar note now like there's people place so much value it in it yeah. and it's nothing it is a piece of paper but it's it's tough to get your head around the idea that that we as a as a civilization have put Ascribed so much value. value on this little thing and everyone's just agreed i find it difficult to get over the concept that we someone or some community somewhere managed to convince everyone that this is how we would uh you like have transactions with each other.
0: But see, I mean, I understand that and it is kind of baffling in the in the way that we're we're basically still dealing in IOU slips. You know, we're just exactly. handing IOUs back and forth. Exactly. And ultimately it doesn't amount to anything. But at the same time as as interesting as it is i think it's still fundamentally sound for as much as everyone's like oh it's not based on gold because Mm. valuing gold in in is just as flawed a a concept i think like but yes it's a physical substance but you know why do we value that more than
1: other I think it's Substances. I think it's just the physicality of it, because when I think about you know, the way that banking is going now, and if I think in my bank account, I've got X amount of credit and that person's got X amount of credit, and it's just a figure, that, to, that, that seems to make more sense. Like I can get my head around that definitely. It's, yeah. it, I think it's just the physical breakdown of, of currency. I, sp-
0: I suppose gold is also tied to rarity. So there's there's not that much on the planet, so therefore it's desired by many, and thus has high value. So that's it's just market force. Intrinsically valuable, yeah. Just to get just to follow through on my thought, the uh, the the idea of cash being ascribed value is is interesting in that way, but at the same time, I think it's tied to a very true reality of life, which is that it is ultimately just a substitute for the age old, you know, pre society concept of I want you to do a thing well fine I will but what are you going to do for me you know it is just it is still fundamentally rooted in the idea of trading services you know oh I need someone to catch that chicken for me fine well I want one of the chickens when I'm done okay but then if that person who's going to go catch chickens ask someone else to go get it for him that person says, "Yeah, I'll get the chicken for you, but what are you going to do for me?" And then you've got a three-person transaction. All of a sudden, rather than dealing in chickens and favors and and um, you know meals and any other thing, it's inevitable that it ends up in some kind of standardize- standardization. Yeah. So, in any kind of system or society with enough intelligence and bartering and and um, transactional goods ultimately it's all going to converge on some kind of agreed upon value system which is where where we got to you know so yes a a piece of note is a a, a, like a 50 dollar note is just a piece of plastic and it doesn't have intrinsic worth but i don't think it's like for as interesting as it is to sit back and go none of what we do is really grounded in any physical expression of like accrual of goods anymore it's just numbers, and those numbers are an abstraction of a plastic piece of paper that themselves are an abstraction of an i o u and for every one of those steps being as interesting to consider as they are, i don't think it's actually uh that remarkable that we got to well, that point every every step along that chain is logical
1: i I agree with you, definitely i think, and I think what I meant to say was um, more to the point that it's one of those things that you take for granted every day without breaking it down to its, uh, ru- like rudimentary level. Yeah. And and it, it's it's let me I don't I don't find it weird and I feel I know that it's necessary, um, so I'm not saying that at all. No, I, I uh, didn't I'm just take it, but um, but it, it, I just find it interesting if it seems, it feels like it's presently archaic when I'm using it like I uh, maybe it's just uh just you you know kind of having your your thoughts about where the world is a bit further than where like it takes a little bit further for the world to actually catch up uh than ideas
0: yeah the um the connection of it to power as well is is again it's one of those logical things if, it, if it's the way that it that you uh, can get other people to do things, then the person who has the most of that is the person who has the most ability to compel people. You know, I mean, what what's your definition of power in that respect? Who do you okay? No, let me ask you a different question. Who's the mm-hmm. most powerful powerful person you know in your life? You, like in my life, in your life, not not in terms of the abstract of the world. Who's the most powerful person you know?
1: Um, because yeah okay so so i'm just gonna think this through verbally yeah but it's because it's not just financial that gives it's not just financial means that give you power it is is clout yeah it's it's definitely got it
0: we haven't talked about the social component of it
1: wisdom i mean what makes up power can we can we talk about that sure is it, is it wisdom, like having lived a long life, that gives you power? I old think age. that gives
0: you authority. And okay. with some authority can be power. But I don't okay. think, like, like there are lots of old people who don't have a say in anything,
1: you know? Sure, 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 sure. Well, I mean, I guess then power is a little bit subjective.
0: It, oh, it's absolutely subjective. But also not... Because you can have power dynamics in, like, you know, say there's a sixty-year-old, or you know, a seventy-year-old in a nursing home, and the power dynamic is they're subservient to a twenty-one-year-old nurse, nurse who comes yeah. in and you know tells them what to eat and when they can and can't go out. You know, that's it's it's totally subjective, and and ultimately, so much of power is based upon the idea that there is a shared understanding, yeah, about, about who's in charge and who isn't.
1: And that's what makes it so fickle as well, because um, if you have someone... Where was there a coup last? Was Was oh. Saddam Hussein overthrown? Yeah. Like, I mean, where, where it's, there is an established understanding of someone who has power, yeah. and then at the majority of people deciding, all of a sudden, like the flick of a switch, that, no, we're going to turn this on its head, and all of a sudden, power value plummets.
0: Yeah. Well, because that's the thing, is that ultimately, if power is in the abstract and it is, um, if, you know, uh, if, if someone's got power by money, uh, by constitutional amendment, you know, or, or elected rep- like position, but not physical, then overwhelmingly their, their subjects or, you know, the, the general populace can overthrow them. That, right. Because at the end of the day, there's more of them. Right. So it is based on this idea of a um, accepted societal norm, and and that's why you know uh, uh, I've seen some people saying that in terms of the Trump administration, Americans should be uh, actively politically resisting Trump with you know, sit-ins in, in Congress. It, like, they should be permanently embedding themselves in the White House and in the front lawn and, like, on the streets and actively protesting with the sheer weight of numbers. Because when you see a revolution, like, you know, the Arab Spring or um, Saddam Hussein or anything like that, it's it's bodies in streets. You know, that's, that's <clears> what revolution is. That's how power gets overthrown. It's not typically... Um, and, and And this is when we're talking about someone in power with who's overreached, say um, it takes physical you know it it takes the threat of or um, well, threat's not the right word it takes the the weight of a large number of people physically obstructing or interrupting or um, speaking over um, those people in power for change to happen. Not yeah. polite. Um, you know, everyone maintains civility as as the world crumbles. Mm.
1: And it, it's interesting with Donald Trump, especially. I, mean, I I think this is why this has come up is because I've just I've just started watching House of Cards. <laughs> um, and really? It's, yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I've well, been, I want to
0: ask about that for a different reason after this. But yes, uh,
1: I mean. Uh, so basically, I mean, while I'm – it's – I don't know how I didn't get this. I've just been kind of stupidly putting it off to one side and writing it off because it's TV drama. But then I, I saw a thing for it, and I was like, man, why am I not watching this? This is so my thing. And uh, I started watching it, and it's incredible. I love it. Um, but the thing that I can't help noticing it just creates um, – this kind of swirl of um, thoughts in my head about 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 power and uh, ties in a little bit to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about reducing every uh, human job to a kind of uh, primitive Trimodium. level, yeah. And it just it makes me laugh when and I cannot I can't help it and I, and I. Do try to help it sometimes, to not think about it. Sorry, to not think about it like that. Um, but I can't help it, and it, but it does make me laugh that, you know, when you see power and social politics in play, you cannot help but think that we're just monkeys in suits. And then the <laughs> and then the suits become funny, because the, the the suits are meant to send some other sig signal in themselves but they're funny th- the fact that i mean if you just imagine and this brings me no pleasure but to imagine kevin spacey naked <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah and just reduced uh, i mean kevin spacey as you know vice frank president thingy. yeah i'm um, frank Gunnerly. thingy yeah, he had to change his name from Frank Thingy because it would play in the <laughs> yeah. polls. The polls would have another bit. Yeah. Um, just to imagine, like, and, I mean, I imagine Donald Trump naked. I mean, what is, I mean, it just, when you imagine someone naked, it reduces, it kind of takes away all of their power unless in your they, head.
0: Unless they're, like, really strong and attractive. And then you're just all like, the, well, fuck, I, all, I don't know what I was beard. expecting.
1: Or they've got a massive erection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, really uncomfortable context with uh, Kevin Spacey. That brings Spacey. me to sexual power,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't want to spend too long relitigating this, but how, how is the Kevin Spacey of it all? Do you? How do you not. Do you. Um, do you like, do you.
1: I don't know. I don't think it does. I don't think it affects me the same way it does for you. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, you're you're a, well. No, I just... mean,
0: let me let me just say before you jump into that. I like I I watched a season of House of Cards and I just kind of let it go. It didn't really do it for me. So, um, almost, and that was you know when it came out. So that's five years before my knowledge of him. So okay. Um, yeah, independent of that, I I kind of didn't get much from the show, but. Um, okay yeah I'm not sure that even now I could kind of like even in things that I have liked him in like um moon or um uh what was that other one that he just did oh baby driver it's a bit weird to yeah t- to to enjoy it is it kind of because he's like is it more palatable to watch him in this role because he's kind of devious and villainous already, so it kind of Somehow you can get away with hating him a bit.
1: I think it more comes down to how we view things like that. I mean, I always thought you're like you know when you're a big like oh don't no spoilers guy, and whenever people say no spoilers, I'm just like oh shut up like. But I mean that's a, that's a, that's a silly and immature response. But that's only because I don't. It's never even if you told me. You know the stick, the ending of Sixth Sense. I could still happily watch that movie. I wouldn't really be thinking about it, but you're clearly—it's just different ways of thinking. You're clearly—it's really you're. It's, it's if I told in if I head. spoil yeah. something for you at the end of I don't know st- what are you watching Star Trek Star wars. or something? Yeah, um, space space invaders.
0: Space, space wars. The
1: Space Guys. Um, <laughs> I would watch that film, The Space <laughs> Guys, with Paul Rudd. So Ant Man and that, the Wasp now in cinemas. Um, that like I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't affect me at all. And also, what affects me is people telling me not to spoil things for them. That affects me. That affects my <laughs> emotional well-being. It's like, uh, shut up.
0: Fucking PC police here. Oh, that affects me. Oh, people telling me that they don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, I am the victim. You're the victim. Um, going back on to power, do you have a answer to the yeah. most, most powerful person you know?
1: Yeah, so I've been thinking about this while I was talking and listening. Uh, See, <laughs> so,
0: so you put the um air quotes around listening which feels very accurate
1: i feel like listening and talking myself are interchangeable um i think my dad has power to me i mean in terms of i will my ears will prick up when when i mean in certain in certain aspects yeah, yeah. Um, he has he certainly has power over me. So you've approached it from a
0: personal perspective of the person that has the most power over you, not the most person most powerful person you've sort of encountered or is that nowhere you asked? No, no, I, I I see the ambiguity. I was wondering if there was someone that you had kind of known or encountered who doesn't really have any control over you necessarily, <laughs> but you know them as having high social status or high means or, you know, um, Right.
1: Well, I think
0: career position or something.
1: Well, have, you but, have I,
0: you? but I would like to say that it makes sense. I think that parents always have a certain degree of power over their kids. Just biologically, it's programmed into them. And sure. And and us from a very young. Well, yeah, into them and into us. Yeah. Um, so that 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 doesn't surprise me at all. And when I was thinking about uh, that question for myself, I was also thinking, yeah, well, my dad probably is the answer there as well. And but, your, um,
1: your dad has complete power over me too. Um, <laughs> okay, <and>
0: moving <laughs> swiftly on. Um,
1: now, have you ever encountered... A, who's the most famous person you've ever encountered? The most famous person I've ever encountered. Yeah, because celebrity is a weird one. Because celebrities, <laughs> when you see a celebrity, you know that they there's people around them already. They've got this gravitas around them and, and you feel all, automatically, you feel... Smaller than them, even if it's like a. Yeah. Fo- I remember I've seen like I see a football player in the mall or something like that. How and the I-
0: fuck do you recognize a football
1: player? Because uh, I, I recognize him after I asked for the autograph, oh. and and you just feel he comes automatically... up. And he's like, I'm a big
0: fan of Deep Fort, and you're like, Hey, <laughs> aren't you that guy from the Richmond Lions?
1: Yeah, and he said no. Um, but you know, like you, it's 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 an implicit power that they have if you see a celebrity because i don't know if it's because you might even not know what they do or why they're famous but you see that other um other primates around them are giving shining all this attention onto them, and so it becomes you're like well i guess they must have thing and that's that's what happens in your in your brain that i guess some sort of chemistry that happens in your brain that makes yeah. you if everyone else queen. is
0: yeah it's that kind of <laughs> alpha dominance thing i suppose where if the rest of the pack is like fawning and subservient <laughs> then it kind of implies or like it you you pick up on that
1: right so who so do you have who's the do you know who the most famous person is uh
0: i think the people that i've met that are the most famous are probably still only famous in a niche um so i've i have met uh, on the show. Like, there's this kid Julian Dennison who oh, yeah. was one of the stars of um, the latest Deadpool, Deadpool movie. Yeah, um, I've met like Captain of the All Blacks, which is like a fucking national treasure in New Zealand terms. That's that's pretty massive. So how
1: was it with with Julian Dennison? Because uh, he's like well, he's young, so yeah. it's weird being exactly. awestruck that... by a younger person.
0: Yeah, and exactly, and he he'd come off the back of a movie where you know he he'd become a, a bit of a new zealand star but it was his first role you know he had, he wasn't in the system really in the terms of like hollywood celebrity or anything yeah so he was like he was travelling with his mum and his mum made him do his homework before he got to be on interviewed on tv so <laughs> he great. was just sitting in the green room doing his maths <laughs> you know um so it as awesome and cool what as a great mum yeah yeah um it it's it doesn't really give you that same kind of um, <laughs> cachet is having like six aides running around with your schedule and yeah you know your pr person there and everything so um yeah so i i, I don't know i mean um yeah i i can't think of of like a, a massive um sort of international celebrity that that everyone would be like oh you met george Clooney. Yeah. But within sort of various um, niches, like some of the YouTubers that we spoke to, you know, would have 20 million subscribers or something like that. So there's, there's a legitimate like countries of fans, you know, and having that photo next to them or whatever is serious cred, but it's not like they're internationally <clears throat> known or anything.
1: You know, the other last week I had to pay Limo money cash
0: oh limo limo as yeah. in the um comedian dude
1: yeah i had to give him cash for a set
0: again gave... because he performed it yeah at the bar yeah that's weird it was weird
1: how did you feel about that i tried to act as cool as i could and that did I... it come off as cool um probably not i was shaking <laughs>
0: were you shaking while shaking his hand <laughs> I, here's the
1: I, here's the $150 yeah yeah, yeah $150 um no, wait, I think he, he did like a 30 minutes. how much does a comedian get paid yeah it was interesting he got paid 500 bucks yeah I could to do a like a a week 30 minutes so oh yeah it was yeah I just in those situations just tried to act as if I don't know who they are that's
0: Perfectly reasonable, Just to but try I mean, you've got a little a lot, bit of leverage. You got um, you got a lot of um, practice dealing with with big celebrities when you were working at the cinemas, and Wilsey would pop in every week. So that is true. I, I I expect that you probably have built up quite a quite a decent repertoire of small talk and acting cool.
1: Oh, it prepared me well, <laughs> old Willsey. I use everything that I learned. Give me from. some of that
0: um, classic small talk, please.
1: Um. Hey mate. Uh, can I a... Hey. Can I just have a... Uh, sorry, I cut, sorry, I
0: cut you off. Sorry. Um I just I bit my head my head's in the game. I have just I've got this set coming up. I know um Sorry, are you 30 limo? Min- 30 minutes. Are you I'm limo? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got this set coming up 30 minutes um so uh yeah, just uh just sort of in the zone. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you you said hello? Uh
1: just wanted to talk have a quick chat about payment.
0: Uh yeah um I think my agent's dealing with that.
1: Somewhere. Yeah um so I just thought we could settle up at the night. Um so I've got cash here for you. Uh, do you...
0: Oh sorry. Sorry. I um yeah, I don't actually accept cash. Um just because, you know, for tax reasons. Um it's a little bit it's a little bit harder, you know, unless do you do invoicing? Can I get an invoice?
1: Look, we can, but I mean for the gig of this nature, it's probably not necessary. So Well,
0: you try telling to that to my accountant, H and R Block. You know they're the tax professionals, and they like things done professional.
1: What does the? I stand for Human Resources. Hey, Human and Resources. Are you new here?
0: Uh, Can I speak to the manager?
1: I am the manager. Speaking.
0: It doesn't feel like that's the case well
1: a lot of a lot of things that you expect don't turn out to feel the way that you think they felt like
0: check out my ball test, darren <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: aka my balls check this out mate is that a lobster <laughs> that's a thank you actually, no it's just really red it's actually a siamese lobsters but <laughs> you're <were> very close the <laughs> scene looks the same up and down <laughs> Um, who who has power over you, Nick? Oh no, actually, okay, you already asked me that. Can I ask a different question? Where do you? You have complete power where... to ask whatever you like. Oh, where do you? Where where do you? <laughs> First joke of the podcast. Shut up for Write a second. Down. Where do you have power? Where do I have in power? your life?
0: Uh, I have power over myself. I have power. In what way? Sorry. Well, I, I can
1: I can do basically whatever I want. But power over yourself. Well, that's an interesting way of saying things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose... Sounds I like you're a victim and... to yourself
1: as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't let myself do anything fun. I'm a real bastard. Look, don't talk to me um, about being
1: a victim to yourself. I, I can write an essay on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, I, I suppose I have the free control over my body so i can go where i want and buy the things i want and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um you yeah, i suppose i do have power over myself and that i my brain is is uh wired to um short-term pain long-term gain kind of thinking as we've talked about previously like if it's do this every day or don't eat that now you want that on tuesday um i can control my my body Um, so you
1: would have passed the marshmallow test which actually means nothing but you would have passed it (laughs) it just means i
0: had rich parents um the um, too real too real the um what was i gonna say The things i have power over um i mean last year when i was at work i literally was in, in, in charge of parts of the show so i would be able to tell um, people on the team how to proceed with their jobs that's that's a degree of mm-hmm. power and even I suppose at the cinemas as well like when I was managing there so managing and producing yeah um, I think this is potentially narcissistic but I think I have some degree of uh, social power in the sense that I think people look to me or listen to me when it comes to certain opinions on things, whether it's what should I watch or what do you think about this song or, you know, what should I do in this situation? And I think I think I have a little bit of, of that as well.
1: Is that power when people ask for, when people look to you for recommendations?
0: Well, I just, I, if we're talking about a degree of um, subservience isn't the right word, but uh, deference to other opinions or something like that I think that I, that that's in the connected
1: territory I think there's power in knowing the things that you like because the things the one thing that I've realised as I as I've gotten older is that a lot of a lot of people and I dare say the majority of people don't know what they like uh, and they just stumble upon things and then they find things that they like and I think with someone like you and I feel like I have this a little bit as well is that you know we're quite precise about what we do like, you know, when it comes to music and when it comes to uh, the arts and things like that, I think there is a degree of precision there. Do you I think that
0: that just comes from language a little bit as well, right? Doesn't, doesn't just having a little bit more knowledge about a thing, give you the language and tool sets to be able to describe better the things that you're interested
1: in? Uh, Well, I think, it's probably that and, exp- uh, and exposing yourself to a wider range of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when you say that some people don't... You, you don't think that some people know what they're like. Yeah. Do you mean that... Like, I, I don't think people... I, I'm not sure that I, I, I think anyone... Doesn't know what they like. Surely everyone knows what they like. They just may or may not be able to express it, right?
1: Well, maybe they don't care enough. Then, okay. I think. And you think think that's connected to? I think that's probably what it is because I think we. If if you and I, um, you know, say we like a a certain artist, um, we'll we'll probably go seek that out, and I mean. Well, knowing if I mean, take Radiohead for example. If we're if we're gonna have we're gonna have Radiohead there, we're gonna basically everything that comes up Radiohead, right we're gonna absorb ourselves in it, every little bit of. Like I sent you a message this morning about some song that they played in their set list in half, you know, the yeah, other side of the, the world. Yeah. Like it's. It's ridiculous. Like, well, why do I care this much? Why do you care about this I don't know. Like, we put a lot of value onto this thing. I think I, that... I don't think everyone cares that much about those things. Or maybe it's... Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm being ignorant to the fact that it's just... People don't care as much as I do about music and film.
0: <laughs> I I think that's definitely true. I think a lot of people... See, I've... I... I know like I have friends um, who don't get music like they just don't they don't listen to music they don't really like music mm. and that just fucking just breaks my brain because I, I literally can't imagine a world without music I yeah could, and and not even like I can imagine myself not being able to play music or not being able to um being deeply interested in in music but at the same time there's always something residual there mm. and i I can't picture like what it it just feels like not having a limb do you yeah. know? like and yet I'm sure that uh like those friends and those people have the interest to the extent to a deeper extent um in different things that I just completely disregard right or don't don't you know care about so i'm sure that most people unless you're completely apathetic and completely detached or switched off or you know mentally unwell don't have i i just think everyone has um something that they are into right
1: Well, i think (laughs) this this speaks to probably my ignorance on this but even while you were saying that i was like well if you're not interested in film or music what else is there <laughs> like i don't but, uh, I, I, mean, I don't like, even know like sports, think about sports i yeah, can see sp-
0: sports are the thing but think about gardening right okay like there's a generation you know probably the generation above us yeah where that was like way more popular but like people know what a bush is like think about the number of things you walk down the street and you don't you couldn't actually name it
1: right in plants like
0: that yeah okay. or anything like you couldn't actually yeah that's a tree but do you know what kind of tree it is that's a bush but do you know what kind of bush it is that's a fly but do you know do you know what kind of fly it is yeah you know uh, the the amount of stuff yeah it's that... a normal fly <laughs> <laughs> that's just a uh, just one of them <laughs> classic flies that's a normal um and and uh, someone out there somewhere knows what that is right and knows a shit ton about that yeah and is passionate about that right there's bird watchers you know what kind of bird flew by oh you know a blue one yeah or a spotted tit you know
1: i'd love to get into bird watching that is one thing i reckon when i'm older do you want to go bird hey nick when we're like 70 years old do you want to start a bird watching club (laughs) sorry okay
0: just to be clear you don't want to join an existing birdwatching club. No, not now. W- with, pe- with people... Yeah, I know. In, se- in 70 years. For- yeah. 40 years time. For- yeah, yeah.
1: On, but y- Can you we make it start- a Tuesday
0: as well? You, wa- <laughs> you want to start a birdwatching club for the two of us, despite the fact that neither of us know anything about birdwatching. So we have no one of authority there to actually tell or instruct instructors about it.
1: We're going to teach ourselves. Okay. And we're bird also watch- going to
0: rename all the birds as we go. <laughs>
1: What? <laughs> yeah, because like when you're bird watching and someone's like, "Oh, well, that's a, a Hosiosephicus," we're like, "Well, it's not because that's just that's something just that's just something someone decided it was. It's not anything. It's just that bird. That I can be like, "That's a Kevin species," and now it's a Kevin. You're going like, to start just,
0: a, a revolution in language and be like, and "We've all just agreed that words mean things.
1: What well, if words meant other things?" It come. This this is ties back nicely to power. Yeah, you see why. See, so, nice, Nick. Um, what, like, when we even when we name things, they're only called the things. Hat, right? Hat. Uh,
0: for the Wha- listeners playing at home, Michael is holding up hat
1: but it's called a hat because someone just decided for literally everyone who speaks language uh, english that this is called hat but it's not necessarily hat it's anything really you could call it if i knew this to be um you know flank (laughs) flank flank
0: you picked a word which I, is already a word,
1: which is unfortunate, if, but yes. If if I had a kid, flank is flank a word? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, flunk. Yeah. All right, well, a word. I really want to go the F and the NK thing. Um, fanky. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was called a fanky. Uh, if I if I had a kid now, which I probably won't, um, and I just told him or her twenty first century. And if I taught my child that this was a funky then to them it would be a funky yeah and it wouldn't be until hat. The, and,
0: he enters the uh, rest of the world and right. everyone says his, what the what are you talking about it's a hat
1: but his mind would only be blown because not because it isn't funky but, but because, because he trusted
0: ev- his father and his father had lied to his face
1: <laughs> no <laughs> and that's when he,
0: that's when i knew the world was cruel
1: his father didn't lie to his face and I would never do that unless... I just left around all these ser- books
0: which I'd whited out the word hat and scribbled <laughs> in and marker. <laughs> <laughs> I just let him clean it from osmosis.
1: Yeah, I was so... I Been was like so a passive-aggressive teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but if I told him that, he'd only be shattered that the, that the majority of... The English speaking world refers to this object as hat and not as Fanky, and not the fact that it isn't. Wait, so you you
0: think his sole complaint would be that Fanky is such a. objectively better word that he'd just solely be disappointed by the fact I'm... that they've said it was a lame one like hat. So you just well... want to sprinkle some, like, paprika on the English language and just spice it up a little with a little bit more adventure and excitement.
1: That's not my point at all. I'm just saying, like, it, the, the, the objects that we have decided upon uh, to be called hat, glass, microphone... Uh not actually those things. We have just all... Ma- the majority of people have decided... They're like, okay, well, it's probably going to be easier for our communication if we all decide that this is a glass. Yeah, but if it's you want to go glass. by
0: majority, I mean, it's not even a glass. It's whatever the Mandarin word for glass is. Like, if you actually want to be the majority rules argument, then none of what we're calling the thing is the thing because most of the people in the world, by numbers, are calling it something in Chinese.
1: Okay, yes, but that's why I I kept
0: saying English speaking. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that if you extrapolate that one level further, then even, quote-unquote, the right word for these objects, which objectively, like, nothing in the world has an objective name. It's all a social construct of, of humanity. But if you're then going to go the populist... Uh, like the, the 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 route of what the most people call this thing, then it's not even English.
1: Yes, well, that's true. Yeah, do you um do you think we'll ever get to a point where we'll have a universal language? Do you think the world will become so homogenized that there'll be a universal currency, government language? I think,
0: uh, all things being equal, and and. Society proceeding without any major kind of world wars or cataclysmic events or whatever, although maybe that's that would be the the triggering thing. but all things being equal, I think that's inevitable
1: I that, think it's inevitable too, especially that, if I we mean, start you, to move to other planets
0: yes, but also as the internet's already shown that we're getting more connected and and immediate <laughs> and this this the world is closer and smaller than it 's ever been before, so the amount of interaction that can happen between different countries and things is you know exponentially growing. So with that has come already homogenization and and you know if the euro manages to survive this next decade or two of turbulence with Brexit or whatever, I think it will be you know a couple of decades then where the European Union had shown how it could be done. and then all it takes is like an Asiatic Union. For Japan, China, India, or whatever to join forces and pick a currency, and
1: we'll be away. <clears> Homogenization <throat> seems to be in the media a scary thing. Well, uh, yeah,
0: I mean, it, by definition, it is removing uh, diversity or difference or things in favor of it,
1: commonality it's literally like if you if you have a a pasta sauce and it's got it's full of vegetables and um you know onions and broccoli who would ever put broccoli in a pasta sauce but if you if you literally i know, I know the word blend blending in society is is like a almost a cliche thing but if you literally blend it up those things and they start to meld into each other that's what it looks like and that's yeah, what
0: but, but then you end up with bolognese don't you you don't end up with onion sauce
1: and you want to uh, so like if you if you extrapolate that metaphor you're going to be you want to taste the individual you know i want i, wanna s- I still want to be able to cook with onions and taste the onion rather than it be yeah, you know indistinguishable just, as part of the sauce although sometimes that's good as well yeah so what
0: i'm just really hungry is my takeaway
1: i'm kind of hungry too um
0: uh, yeah no i think i think for as interesting and um politically and historically fascinating as it would be to be a universal society like all those, you know, sci fi futures where everyone's using credits and it's and it's the United Nations government and all this kind of shit. Um there there'd have to still be some sense of the original culture that was there beforehand. Well if we're if Hopefully. the whole
1: world is homogenized, what will culture even be? Uh is is culture even culture if it's a collective culture, if everyone shares Around the world, the exact same culture—is it still culture? Or I does mean, it is it just...
0: culture within Australia? Of course, there is. There's all kinds of different sects of culture. There's, There's definitely, yeah. But so I think we're just reducing
1: that... it down to you know smaller and smaller parts.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be very interesting. I, I Like, uh, we've drifted off topic a little bit, but in the idea of a of a real global world, um, the potentials for what that does to the human brain in terms of, you know, uh, uh, like sexual interest where exoticism was always uh, like a favorable genetic trait when reproducing or seeking a mate, because that minimizes the risk of, um, you know, deformities slash introduces stronger genes into the breeding pool and all that kind of stuff. So at a certain point, if everything becomes homogenized what does that do to society does does it normalize um different like relationships between different cultures that have never traditionally interacted before and does it risk if everyone sort of becomes a genetic smudge of everything then what happens in terms of the gene pool and what does humanity become if all the races have sort of bred out and bred together and
1: yeah, and, and maybe maybe people do need to have an identity, and maybe that's why identity politics has come to the forefront of everything. It seems like these days is because people really do need to find a group that they can identify and associate with. Well, yeah, because... I mean, I don't
0: even think that's identity politics. I think that's just still animal tribalism. You know, that's the well, human identity, brain. Still, identity have...
1: politics is tribalism.
0: Yeah, but I mean in a, in a community sense. Like the human brain can't process, can't maintain in its own, like, neurological, like, physical shortcomings. It can't maintain uh, groups or, or visualize groups bigger than, like, 200 people because that was just the right. animal size of it, you know? Right. Yeah. So um, the, the, I think even in a theoretical global world, you would still have some kind of arbitrary division, divisions and the names of the countries would probably still exist even if they're all subordinates of one you know international government right because people just need to know where they fit
1: yeah it's safer yeah
0: but that that's that's a bit of an interesting tangent maybe we we pick up on the globalized homogenous world again in a different um,
1: pod Maybe we do, maybe we don't. Maybe we both die after this.
0: Um, well, I fucking hope not. We're so close to 100. I'm going to be really angry at myself <laughs> if I die.
1: I'm going to commit suicide at 99. Don't joke about that. What? That wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that that hey, was a joke. You that got the one. <laughs> Just under the, the one hour mark. <laughs> oh, shame on the Nick. for laughing uh if
0: you've enjoyed this kind of thing then uh good news um there's other episodes which are much more joke populated we got one in an hour and there's some which have two or three so uh go look for them you can find them at deepford.podbean.com um or on the podcast player of your choice. Uh, And you can follow us on facebook.com forward slash d4, twitter.com forward slash d4, and rate us on LinkedIn. Have you got any friends on
1: LinkedIn, Michael? I've got heaps. Okay. Um, Um, Do you have a better suggestion for a podcast app? Because honestly, the one that comes with the actual iPhone. Oh, it is fucking awful. It is literally the worst app I've ever had in my life. Yeah, you should get overcast. And you can can you transfer, or do you have to go back in?
0: And... You'll have to go back and, and re-download. Unfortunately, what's it called?
1: Overcast.
0: Overcast. I'll flip it to you. Great name. It is really good. Um, but the cool thing that it does is it um, it uh, has smart speed, so it shortens the silences between um, like words or sentences, so that the vocals are still like the normal speed, but it'll shorten the time it takes to play the podcast overall by snipping along sentences and gaps like that. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really clever.
1: That's That's been a bane of my existence because podcasting is my life. And like literally listening to it any second of the day that I have spare. And yeah. loading shit on, on the app is just so frustrating.
0: Yeah, the built-in one's pretty terrible. And the other thing also that is very addictive about that smart speed stuff is that it tells you in the app how much time you've saved by having smart speed on. So my app says I've saved 64 hours from speed (laughs) adjustments um, just by having that on. So otherwise I would have had to listen the same amount of time with an extra four days or whatever. Three days.
1: Um, So um, yeah, I just wanted to tell this story real quick, because it was, it was so fucking funny. So I've just gotten a new I'm housemate, fine. a new housemate, and he, uh, he, his parents and his grandparents uh, were from the States, and they had a company, and they were, they were a company that, that um, distributed lifts and built lifts. Lifts like elevators. Lifts like the elevators, yeah. Wow. And there. Is it easy to get a rise out of him? (coughs) No. Or does he? He's pretty chill. (laughs) Does he let you down? (laughs) Damn it. I I could only resist for so long, Nick. (laughs) That was very good. Um. Anyway, his grandfather, uh, when he started this lift company, was this is like uh, probably in the '30s. He said, or maybe his great grandfather. His grandfather's last name was Schindler.
0: Uh huh. Oh gosh. Yep. And I'm not I see kidding. Where this you. is going. Yep.
1: His the name of his uh, parents who have inherited it now, and and they they're operating in New York. Yeah, uh, called Chandler's lifts <laughs> I I'm not kidding you, and and I like I thought initially I was like that, that is a joke, and yeah. he's like everyone thinks that, but um this name has predates, come, the, has movie predates and the movie World War Two, <laughs> and and, and, and they nah. haven't changed it. Why would you? Because it feels insensitive. It had to been juice. around for like. There's a lot of juice in New it'd York. It's been around for
0: what, like seventy years? Yeah. By the time that movie came around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was the best thing: shinless yeah. lifts. And um,
0: <laughs> does he get a discount if he ever wants like a lift for himself? Does he get like mates' rates?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean, he can. I I offered him piggybacks, but he doesn't. Ugh.
0: It's yeah. good to know someone in the lift business, though. Like that—that's <laughs> exactly. the kind of person that you can really call on. Yeah, um, I love every pe- time you just got a building you're making.
1: Yeah, just people with very niche businesses. They're—they're um, they're the people I want to surround myself with. <laughs> and I have. <laughs> All right. Oh no. Um, what did you go out for drinks in the end?
0: Yeah, went to the movie. <sighs> I Had a real. Real hassle trying to get a bite to eat afterwards. Everything Why? closes at like 8 o'clock on a Sunday night, apparently. Because we were there um. at 8.30 and they're like, oh, sorry, we're only doing dessert. That's we, Christchurch for you. That is Christchurch for you. And then went back to another place and they were like packing up and then went and got a burger. And they're, they're, every, everywhere you walk into this burger store, it's like banners hanging from the ceiling and there's posters on the wall and they're just like, sign up for our you know burger club and you'll get a free fries on the spot. I was like, "Well, I'm about to order a burger. I might as well do this." So I texted the number and I got the free fr- like free fries code, and took it up to the counter. And honestly, it was like this woman had never encountered it before in her life. Um, I'm like, it's literally draped from every wall. I like I followed the instructions to a T, um, and so I-, I ordered my burger. And I ordered the fries, and then they're like, "I just gonna need that code and I was like, "Sure, uh, it's 020406. and she's like, Great, 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 and then she like rang it up and and it was like thirty two dollars and I was like that for a burger and a beer and free fries thirty two dollars seems like a lot, yeah. and she's like, Ah, oh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, with the fries, I'm gonna need that code, and I was like oh two (laughs) oh four oh six and she's like cool 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 thanks cool so i put it through it's still fucking like 27 dollars (laughs) um and um and i go and sit down and like i i literally just got over to the table sean was there already put my like fucking stand um you know nut table number down and go to take a piss and just as I'm like walking away, which is past the counter again, the woman calls out. and She says, "Excuse me, excuse me. Um, did the did your did the payment go through?" I was like, "Yep." She's like, "Oh." She's like, "Why?" She's like, "Uh, oh, oh, we just uh, we sorry. Can can I see?" I was like, "Okay." So I bring what, you up paid my on fo- your phone. I paid on my phone, so I bring up the um, okay, the uh like my banking app, and it's got the like. The payments there on it she's like okay okay um oh <laughs> i've just i realized um that i realized that it's actually meant to be a half chips not a um a full chips and i put it through as a full chips for this free code but it's meant to be a half <laughs> chips i was like okay and she's like it's okay i'll just um i'll, I'll put it through again i'll just um, I i just need to um can i have that code again and I'm like, 020406, <laughs> it's fu- It's free, you've got to, yeah, po- there's six points, posters,
1: yeah. there's posters on every wall Wait, does the posters have the code on it?
0: No, it's like the sign up and get your free burger oh, and chips right. thing, right? Right And like I'm holding up the phone and it's just like, here is the code, and she's like, is that all the numbers? Yes, it's all the numbers, it just, <laughs> it's there And she's like, okay, okay, cool um, sorry, yeah, it's just because it, it'll tell, it it's going to get me, like, a free half fries, but I put it through as a whole fries, and so, you know, nightmare. Yeah, Shit, we'll hit the fan. I was like, okay, yeah. it's fine, okay, cool, so everything's good. I don't need to, like, get a refund or get anything. She's like, no, nah, it's good. So go take a piss, <laughs> then go sit down. <laughs> Sean gets his burger, chips comes out, <laughs> which he'd ordered. And I sit there, and I sit there, and I sit there. And meanwhile, this is, like, nine... Nine thirty at night right yeah. so it's people are getting turned away because the restaurant's now closed and i still haven't got my burger or any food yeah so i pop up and i go to the counter and i say sorry just checking uh is my burger on its way and she's like oh have you haven't you got it have we got a what did you order i was like chicken chicken burger She's like, have we got a chicken burger out of the way chicken burger and like I, I, it's directly behind them like I can see straight into the ch- <laughs> straight into the kitchen and there's one sad looking dude there who's turned off all the deep fries and he just looks at her and he looks around almost like someone's hidden a chicken burger somewhere <laughs> And she's like, oh, it'll just be a couple of minutes. And I watch him just surreptitiously grab a piece of chicken and put it in the deep fryer. <laughs> and I'm like, great. So when you've called me back and taken, a, like, fiddled around with these chips, you've erased my entire order. <laughs> so I go back and sit down again. And after like five minutes, he brings out this burger. And
1: This is what we prepared earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we found it.
1: Yeah, um, we just took our time with this one. And We're perfectionists. <laughs> he brings
0: out the burger and only the burger, and I'm like, sorry, I I have a free chips.
1: <laughs> Half chips are full.
0: <laughs> and they're like, ah. Oh so uh they go away again they put some more chips in the fryer in the meantime Sean has completely finished his meal <laughs> and just sitting there waiting patiently I'm eating his chips and then they bring him out at this point I, like I've seen the size of the chips he ordered a full chips right and he, they bring out the exact same size for me so in the end I got a full chips anyway even though all the fucking around was because I was only meant to get a half scoop. So I sit there, and no shit, I've I've eaten for maybe five, five, ten minutes, and yeah. um, like halfway through my burger, and the woman comes up and she's like, "Excuse me, just so you know, we're we're closing."
1: <laughs> and I look around
0: and we're like the only people in the business and they've like started to put the chairs up and I'm like are you kidding me I'm only I'm only here eating because you deleted my orders
1: <laughs> what, what a restaurant was this this was, was a velvet chain?
0: burger yeah
1: what's a velvet burger
0: um a place that I I'm apparently Uh, not going to be going back to anytime soon.
1: I'm going there for sure. That's amazing. Can you you leave that story in? Oh, that was great. (laughs) That made me very happy. You know what made me the happiest? Just, Just imagining you... In a customer service situation where you're being wronged by the restaurant <laughs> and you're getting frustrated makes me so happy. It's like like angry consumer Nick is the funniest Nick. <laughs> <laughs>